0: Let's say hey to our aviation expert, Jay Ratliff, joining us. Jay, is this is it. This is the uh, this is the time of year. In fact, I'm looking at a story here that says that they're expecting a record amount of people to travel between December 23rd and January 1st. 7.5 million people, which is over the uh, pre-COVID year of 2019, same time period.
1: Yeah, you can type in uh, a Google search for TSA numbers, and it'll bring up a chart that the tsa provides for us on a daily basis showing the number of people they screened yesterday domestically here in the united states and you can compare it to all the years going back to 2019 so you can see what how many people were screened this day last year year before year before gives you an indication of just you know how much of a rebound that we've seen in the number of people flying and You know, the actual, I mean, a lot of times we will see actually this Friday on the 15th is kind of when a lot of schools and things are going to be getting out uh, and close to it. So that's kind of when things are going to start to kick off for us. But look, we had a record number of people flying over Thanksgiving during the 12 days of Thanksgiving, and we are certainly going to see that same sort of thing now. Now, keep in mind that just like Thanksgiving, a lot of these tickets were purchased Uh, months ago and at a time when the economy wasn't quite as hurting as much as it is now so we're looking at next thanksgiving perhaps being not as strong and certainly next next christmas the end of the year maybe not as strong so airlines can see that on the horizon and they're going to do all that they can to try to you know maximize their profits they're certainly hoping for good weather uh, they don't want to have any computer meltdowns like we had last year, hello, Southwest, and uh, hoping that everything runs as smoothly over the last half of December as we did the uh, most uh, traveled week of the year, that being Thanksgiving.
0: That's a really good point. Jay Ratliff, aviation expert, joining us. So what about, you know, into Q1, early Q2 for spring break? Could we see some price breaks there because of this?
1: We've seen it. In fact, they're real savvy travelers. Mike, they've made their reservations in August and September for next spring break, Um, they buy them six, seven, eight, nine months in advance, sometimes 10, 11. Uh, When Sherry and I are traveling, my wife, we'll grab tickets, if I can, 10, 11 months in advance. We'll lock in the lowest fares, and uh, that way they're still available. And if there's a fare increase, eh, we don't care because we're guarded because we've already made our reservation. And the real savvy travelers know that the best time to make your reservations is far in advance as you can. Now, there's a lot of uh, people that talk about, well, Jay, you know, really the best time to make airline reservations is five to six weeks before your departure because the airlines look at advanced bookings and they adjust if, you know, some of those markets are soft, they'll throw out some pretty sweet deals. That is true. I'm not going to wait to four or five weeks before I fly yeah. if I can to make that reservation because you're taking a chance. And there's a very good uh, chance that you're going to end up spending more than you should. It all starts with. Pick your dates and then see what the, the rate uh, is going to be. And if you see that flying from Columbus to Phoenix is is $328, you don't want to pay that. Uh, keep checking it early every morning. Have a coffee, pull it up and see. Go to the airline's website to see what they have loaded as far as the fares. You may stumble across one morning and it comes out to 212. And you're thinking, whoa, wow, this is a discount. Because you've already done your homework. You know what the average fare is for that day to travel. You know you've got a discount. You know you better act fast. Grab it. Please don't email me asking if it was a good (laughs) deal because I'll tell you, yeah, it was, but it's gone now. Uh, but do your homework so that you know what that average rate is and keep an eye on it. And please check those as early as you can on the airline website direct. And believe me, you can save a tremendous amount of money if you capture uh, one of these deals when they roll them out.
0: Jay, at one point, Sunday was the best day of the week to book flights. Is that still the case, or is it doesn't matter anymore?
1: It does, and I mean, I've seen them load fares on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Really, the only consistent thing is they tend to dump them overnight, early in the morning, God. so that and they're doing this because. Uh, with you know, Northwest Airlines, we had a team that was constantly looking at advance bookings, and they were communicating with the marketing department, and they were trying to determine, okay, at what point in time are we going to start to drop the fare in some of these markets because we're dealing with a perishable product. Once we shut the door, any unsold seat is wasted money. It's flushed. So the thought is, even if we can get some money on those seats, is better than none. So there's a real balancing act that takes place. And that's why if the savvy traveler is willing to exert, you know, a minor amount of effort, you many times can find what the cheaper fares are and just keep looking, looking, looking. And when they dump something in there that's a deal, you know to jump all over it.
0: Jay, so we've got record amount of air travel expected this season. This with Southwest flight attendants rejecting their latest contract. Are we looking at a potential problem ahead?
1: The headlines are going to say they're going to strike, and they're going to think, "Oh my gosh, is it going to happen over the end of the year and and of course, there's a possibility my worry meter on a scale of one to ten is only at about a four yep. but they've been I think since two thousand and eighteen they've been trying to work out a deal with uh, Southwest management, and this was the latest was a five year uh, deal. We'll give you twenty percent raise the first year and then three percent annual increases after that. Well, excuse me, inflation's more than three percent. So the thought is you're offering me something that's less, and they overwhelmingly rejected it two to one. And that, of course, makes many people think, oh, my gosh, there's a possibility they're going to strike. The pilots for Southwest have said the same thing. So what what was going to take place is if either one of those two groups actually takes the step and starts a, a work stoppage, I think if the administration of the Biden administration is going to be consistent, I think that they would be, they would step in immediately and stop the strike and order them back to the table. We've seen past presidents do that. I'm not a fan of the Biden administration in any way whatsoever on anything other than I appreciate the DOT, Department of Transportation, trying to hold the airlines accountable. And I certainly think that if there was any sort of a work stoppage, it would last hours at most before the president stepped in and said, it's it's over, get back to the table, let's work it out, uh, because that's what's happened in the past.
0: Well, your confidence makes me feel confident, so I appreciate that. Jay Ratliff, our aviation expert, joining us. I'm shocked this hasn't made bigger headlines, Jay. The TSA discovered an anti-aircraft ammunition in a checked bag in Honolulu.
1: Yep, it happened about 5.30 in the morning. TSA agents are screening checked bags as they do. When all of a sudden they found anti-aircraft ammunition in a check bag. Sure, it's, uh, of course we were, you know, we didn't put it in our carry-on bag, Jay, so we packed our anti-aircraft ammunition in our check bag. Well, all the bells and whistles go off. They call the, the, uh, uh Hawaii State the Sheriff's Office, the Honolulu Police Department. They call in the U.S. Air Force Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team. You know, it's a big deal when they show up. Wow. And they were eventually able to, uh, to get that. It ended well. I would love to be, though, there when they address the passenger and say, you know, he might say, well, it's inert. You know, this this eight or nine inch, these shells that are eight or nine inch long, you know, they're, they're inert. They're, they're, they're no longer good. It's like the people that think it's okay to bring a fake hand grenade in their check luggage. You know, it may be a fake one, but if it looks real, that's how we're going to treat it. And, uh, you know, fortunately, the delays were minimal there, but certainly Uh, some anxious moments at the, uh, the Honolulu check bag (laughs) screening sort of.
0: Jay, looking at, uh, speaking of delays, looking at severe clear here in central Ohio this morning. Any hub delays out there?
1: You know, if there is a near perfect weather day to fly, this would be it. If I were paid to find delays, I, I, Salt Lake City, maybe 20 minutes, and that's a stretch. So if you picked a day to fly, I mean, super gold star here. You picked a great day to, to do so.